go and top that. Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to talk that. Talk that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. another episode of top bad where we discuss all your top five favorite lists um i'm here as always with uh my little brother derek danzel and his roommate and also a very good friend of his and mine nate wotak what up what's up guys what's going Uh, on so well hey what are you uh, drinking right now yeah, I hear some ice clinking. What I'm are asking you? Because we're obviously in a different city than you right now. Uh, oh. Nate, tell them what we're drinking. We're having a nice glass of Lagavulin, age 16 years. That's a scotch, am I correct, or no? Lagavulin? Lagavulin? Lagavulin. It's a single malt scotch whiskey. Oh, very nice. It's very delicious. There's some uh-huh. light on it. I uh, am currently not drinking anything, but I was drinking um, a nice tequila before I went to the show tonight. Oh, and tequila. What show did you go to? I went uh, to Leon Bridges tonight at the Wamu Theater here in Seattle. Um, my friend uh, got free tickets for us. We got all access backstage passes. What? Just, yeah. So you think you're hot shit then? I definitely don't think I'm hot shit, but I definitely think I'm friends with hot shit. So, you know, it works out. But she's friends with us, so maybe we're hot shit. Exactly. You guys are definitely hot shit. I can't. I'm not good at getting anything for myself, but I'm good at supporting. I'm a very good wing woman. Good tagging along. Right? You're a really good TA. You're a really good tag along. Yeah. I'm a really good tag along. You need a car guy. Scott yeah, was really other, people, other people can be the looks. I'm definitely the personality brought to the game. So, like, I'm the fucking looks. Well, you have way more game than I do. <laughs> I don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um... Anyways, yeah. Well, that sounds uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, what did you guys do tonight? This dog mauled me a, sh- a couple days ago. You got mauled by a dog? I fucking... This dog bit me. What? Okay, so... Flashback to like a week ago. I'm leaving my place at like 9pm. And eight steps in front of me is this nice, sweet, like, my age girl with her dog. And, you know... Is I it a pit bull? No, it was a tiny dog. It was like a little Yorkie. She had a little Yorkie. Uh, Out of nowhere, like someone leaves the door open. This shit-ass dog. God, what kind of... What was the dog from Little Rascals? I don't know. With the eye patch? Yeah. The eye patch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of that. 
comes as both of them, neither are big dogs. Comes racing out of nowhere, and it would it look immediately it looked like oh too cute like a couple dogs gonna meet each other, but then it got really violent and the girl was like hey knock it off knock it off and she kept spinning around and then she tripped and both dogs are like lunging at their throats on top of this girl in wet grass and like I run up and like knock it off because it was like a legit dog fight and then like the neighbor people whose shit ass dog it was comes out and they're like honey I'm so sorry it took like 15 20 seconds and in dog fighting time that's a lot of time so <laughs> she was very shaken up anyway I like helped her up and then it was awkward because like the people were like are you okay? And the woman was like, no, I'm not okay. I'm actually really shaken up right now. And I, was, and I had something to go do. So I left. Fast forward a couple days, note on her door. Hey, thanks for helping me with my dog the other day from Amy. Boom. I got, I got an end that, okay. Fast forward a couple days from there, which was two days ago, coming over for my soccer game, tiny little kid with the same shit ass attack dog. And he's kicking it right in front of my apartment. I consider myself a dog whisperer. I love dogs very much. And the kids, the we dogs. We come from a there. family of dog whisperers. Right. And the dog's not rabid looking at me, barking or anything. He's just staring at me. And the kid's like, he's he's nice. Don't worry. I was like, I know he's nice. And I reach out my hand and the dog jumps on my hand with his two front like paws. Like uses a step and he's just like staring at me. I'm like, okay. And then he gets down and immediately, like, attack, bites my leg, like, hard. And what? I showed Nate today. There's a big-ass bruise on my leg. And I, like, walked away. And, like, that, <laughs> the kid's, like, eight. And Did I, you have puncture wounds? Uh, a little bit, but it didn't draw blood. And, I mean, but I got, like, a, I got, like, a bruise on it. But it's, uh... I was walking up the stairs. It really hurt. I'm like, fuck that hurt. And the kid goes, what'd he do? I'm like, he bit me. And I just hear the kid in a very monotone voice go, bad dog. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like he, he had to say here. something. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, diabetes. So yeah, was this diabetes dog? I can hear No, it wasn't diabetes okay. dog. Okay, all right. Anyway, got off work three hours ago. Have to go back in five. Ugh, gross. That's fun. That's very nice. I just sat in my room waiting for this. Literally waking up, praying for a podcast. Did you not work today, Nate? No, I did. I mean, after I worked. Oh, okay. Nate goes in. I've caught him a few times. He goes into his room with the light off and just waits at the foot of his bed. Doesn't lay down, but sits and waits until it's time to podcast. You think I don't do that? Like I'm not busy? Exactly. (laughs) You think I wasn't busy when you got sick the other day? What was this? Yeah, oh, it sucked. Oh, or was that, that a lie? Sucked. No, it wasn't. I didn't, I didn't know if you knew. That oh, sucked. Yeah. What'd you I, get? I told her we'd mud butt? To postpone. I got a little bit of muddy butt. Um, What'd you I, eat? I don't know, but Olivia, the bride of the wedding I went to, is sick right now, too, with the flu. No, you guys yeah. got food poisoning. I hope not. No, I ate it. Yeah. I didn't eat the meat though, so. But we would hear of way more people than just me and her. Very true. That's true. Well, we were both making out with the same groom. I was gonna say, you guys were sucking face with Chris, so. Well, 
He was a fuzz. Well, yeah, that's also something that we should touch on. We are all fresh off wedding weekend, which Mm. was really fun. That was cool. We had multiple friends getting married over the weekend. Always Uh, the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah, it's time being a best man. So, ladies, this uh, crank is still on the market. Still fresh. It's still Uh, fresh. It still works. You can still flick it. You can still yell at it. He likes it when you flick it. You know, I just, I don't even know how to feel about that because I'm very supportive of you being out there, but I don't know how I feel about that whole attitude. Talking about your crank, flaking it, and me being your sister. <laughs> okay, okay. It's, it's fine. Venture, venture. Let's back up. Yeah. What about it yeah. getting yelled at? Yeah. Is that uh, so weird? I mean, do you want to hear about uh, the fight? Do you want to hear, uh, want to hear about uh, some guy yelling at my crank? Uh, no, pass. You got a crank? <laughs> well, the equivalent to a crank. If I ever, oh, walked, lady in, crank. If I ever lady, walked in and some guy, you, you lady were crank. Like paying some guy. That's to yell at your rack. <laughs> like your shirt's halfway up, like you're flashing him so he can yell at your rack. Ah! Ah! Oh if you guys started harmonizing like Quagmire and Peter right now, I would die. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. That was pretty good. Me, Nate, oh God. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into the episode. What are we doing tonight? So good. Fucking oh, episode, my God. Man. All right. Just ground rules. I want to talk about my crank in front of my sister. That's fair. No, you can talk about your crank, but just like don't talk about people yelling at it. I don't know. Can we get that as a soundbite right there? Just that first noise she made. (laughs) Can we cut that out? (laughs) Dead air. (laughs) God. Okay. All right. Let's fucking wrangle this in. Wrangle it back. This oh, week. I need to get it wrangled too. Yeah. Oh, Christ. <laughs> All right, let's go. This week on Top 5, we are talking about our top five sidekicks. And this is... Now, Sabrina, si- is this is this who we think is a good sidekick? Or who we want to be our sidekick? I'm interpreting it as a little of both, and I feel like we all have gone this way. Like, there are obvious sidekicks, like Batman has Robin. You know, like, those are obvious. That's an obvious sidekick. Robin's but, a bitch. A, Dick Grayson, no, that's his yeah. real name. Robin's a punk bitch. But nobody wants Robin as a sidekick. True. Yeah, like, but I want Joseph Gordon Levitt sometimes. Mm. I'd rather have Batman as a sidekick than Robin. Well, so, Batman ain't no sidekick. Side snatch. That's what it's going to be. Anyway, continue. Snatch. I apologize. Um, but it can be a typical sidekick that you want as your own, or it could be just any old person. Like, I could say I want Nate as my sidekick. I'd be a good sidekick. That's very nice, actually. That's very right. sweet. Farting I feel like in the morning. would be a good sidekick. Nate does good yelling. <laughs> that's what you... <laughs> That's what you want in a sidekick. Can you yell loud? Is your name Nate? Is your name All right. Nate? Deal. Check check both those boxes. Okay. Top five sidekicks. This is bro- I like this. Okay. Right. This is a gr- really good one. Um, I feel like I was kind of trapped in a very like small box of sidekicks. I feel like you guys are gonna do better than me on this one. 
Okay. Um, and so if you guys are following, you can uh, just so you know, you can follow us on Instagram at top that dude on Instagram. And you can email us too. If you have a list that you would want us to execute, or if you think our list is shitty, or if you think you have a better list than we do, um, email us at topthatdude at gmail.com. That's uh, T-O-P-T-H-A-T-D-U-D-E at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, feel free to email us, send us hate mail. Uh, we prefer n- no hate mail, but um, we'll take talk it. Talk shit, get hit. I'm just going to put yeah, that that's our That's our motto, talk shit, get hit. Um, Dude. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah, uh, feel free to check us out on the Instagram, email us, please. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, and with that, uh, let's get into our number five pick. Bring it to us in. Okay. Uh, my number five is, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going with the dude from the big Lebowski. Um, I would like Jeffrey Lebowski himself. Yeah, yeah. No, not the millionaire. I'm talking about the dude. The dude. Yeah. The other Jeffrey Lebowski. Um, I feel like he would be a very relaxed sidekick. I feel like he'd be very supportive. Um, if I wanted to do some, you know, mild cardio, he would be down to go bowling. Um, if I wanted to get into some heavy duty crimes, maybe some kidnapping or some ransom, he'd be down for that too. I feel like he's a full spectrum sidekick. I'll tell you what, if you got the perfect venue for your cycle, he would come and watch. Absolutely. And he'd always pay rent, even if it's a little late. You know what, you know, what's underrated about that. And this is a movie that is in the top echelon of movies that get quoted and talked about all the time. It's my number one. Yeah. Um, is how fucking sarcastic he is at the perfect times. Oh, yeah. And it's... it's go ahead. He's freaking genius. Right. It's genius. And he's just... he's a, Honestly, he's a fucking brat. That's what it is. <laughs> Far out. Yeah. That... Uh, just his he's perfect very comebacks of... I'll suck your cock for a thousand dollars, and he says, you, "You know he doesn't have money. He's just gonna find an ATM. Just gonna find the cash." Wait, he's not even. That's not even his first reaction. He's just making. He looks around, make sure that he's clear. Is that guy gonna be okay? Like with this? Oh, you're. He right. doesn't care. He, he's nihilist. All right. Well, Brett can't watch though, or he's got to pay a hundred. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh. That's, That's marvelous. marvelous. Well, I'm gonna go find a cash machine. Like he makes sure all of his bases are covered. I don't like your then, jerk off face. And yeah. even though he's broke, he always has weed. Yeah. Right. I, I, always- I heard the best term today about weed heads. I've never been a weed head, but it was it was a life pro tip for people. Um and the title was Use a toothbrush to clean out your grinder if you're ever bankrupt. Yeah. That's fucking dankrupt. genius. For being empty dankrupt? on weed. Yeah. Dankrupt. Instead of being bankrupt, instead of being empty on weed, you're dankrupt. That's dankrupt. Dankrupt. <laughs> that sounds like That sounds like someone in Trump's cabinet. Yeah. 
Everybody in Trump's White House is dankrumped. <laughs> Betsy dankrumped. Gross. <laughs> Sarah Sanders is dankrumped. <laughs> Gross. Anyways, yeah. So, yeah, the dude is my number five. Like, I feel like he'd be a really solid sidekick. He'd be real nice to hang Super, out with. Really relaxed. That would be cool. But if you, you got know- a, if you got into a pinch, like, he'd be, a, he'd be on your side. Right. And I feel like he'd keep you in line a little bit. Like, he gets angry, but you know he's going to be there for his friends. Yeah, right? there's a secret message here. It's, fuck you, leave me the fuck alone. Exactly. Hey, not on the rug, man. The carpet pissers did do this. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Right? That's a great one. All right. My number five. I feel like someone may have this. And it's kind of obvious in my mind, but I'm taking him anyway. Alfred from Batman. Oh! I think Derek's looking at me like he's got it as well. Um, where is he at right now? Okay, Alfred Pennyworth is number five on mine as well. So, oh, we can talk oh, about them together. There you go. All right, let's yeah, let's do our first joint. Yeah, go ahead. So I label this specifically. It needs to be Michael Caine's Alfred Pennyworth. Mm-hmm. Not that old slut from George Clooney. Yeah. Pass. Aw, but he was such a nice old man. Did he have anything on Michael Caine? No, but he was nice. Right, there's mean... plenty of nice old men out there, but they're not going to make top five. Yeah, and they're not being my sidekick. All right. You can have the old gross, dank-rumped old men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Dank anyway, is officially in the vocabulary. Absolutely. I need to get a shirt that says dank-rumped. Yeah. New merch, everybody. Check out the website. We're getting t shirts that say bankrupt. <laughs> um Alfred. He's the reason I like him is he's willing to get his hands dirty. Yeah. But at the same time he's gonna give you the life lesson and be like, you know what you're doing is wrong. Life lesson. You know he would rather be like setting up teen crumpets. But at the end of Batman Begins, he hits that guy in the back of the fucking head with a golf club because he's about to touch Bruce. He's right. about to touch Master Bruce. You don't touch Master Bruce. You're going to get fucked up. You're going to get fucked up. If anybody's probably... touching Master Bruce, it's, it's Alfred. Yeah. Or Katie Holmes. And, and and you know, you know, he was watching that with like one of the housekeepers. And he's like, what do you think I should hit this guy with? And the guy's like, I think she hit him with a five iron. Huh. Give me my wedge. <laughs> Five hard, huh? Yeah. You're fired. You're fired. Bye-bye. Anyway. And, and slanting left. <laughs> That's a happy Gilmore reference for you that isn't keeping up. Anyway, um, whether it be the script from Chris Nolan, beautiful script, his perfect juxtaposition of going back and forth of serious words of wisdom and him just being kind of like this English smartass, like, oh, you've been gone for 12 years? Yeah, you can even take the roles if you like. Just bring him back with a full tank. Yeah. He's also a wingman. He is always trying to hook up Bruce Wayne. Always. Oh. Why don't you go out and have some fun? Everyone likes him. Yeah. So I just Does anybody he... really even know Alfred, though? Like, Alfred not... lets you know only what he wants you to know. But nobody knows, like, only Bruce Wayne is the only one that knows Alfred. Like, maybe Alfred might be using Bruce to his own benefit and, like, get out of the house so I could maybe throw a party at the mansion while you're gone. 
like uh, see him and Morgan I'm gonna have Freeman some old English hoes over. Like, yeah, Morgan Freeman's gonna come over, and we're gonna take some gadgets, and you know, do but some shit. I feel like I'd be fine with that if he's my sidekick. You know, my sidekick's supposed to have fun, but when I'm again in a pinch, he's gonna be down at my fucking computer lair, yeah. looking at all the angles. All right, all right. It'll I be a point where like. Say I was a bad guy and I came in and kind of like steal shit, and Michael Caine just looking at me, and then he looks over at like a golf caddy of clubs and then looks back at me, and that's all he had to do. And then I just walk back out. Uh, I'll dry my feet first. I'll apologize and then walk back out. Right. Hey. I don't know. That's I think he'd right. be good. Michael Caine, Alfred that. Pennyworth would be a perfect sidekick. I would love him. Right, I can I be on board with that. That's both of our number fives, Brina. All yeah, right, coming back we'll to you, directly, right? Uh, okay, directly to number four. All right, I'm going with uh, Dr. Emmett Brown. Oh. Um, do you guys know what that's from? That He's on my honorable mention. Of course, yeah. I know uh-huh. from. Brina, tell, tell uh, the viewers. Doc, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Um the the scientist that develops time travel and he befriends marty mcfly who is a high schooler and doc brown is old as fuck i just feel like doc brown would be great uh sidekick as far as like his smarts um his obvious scientific ability his time travel ability um and he's not like I don't know. I feel like he gets himself into a pickle every once in a while, so it, it, it's not like super strict. It's it's really easy peasy with him. You, you know what I always thought was weird, and now that I think about it, there's no explanation or origin story of how they're friends because it's an odd relationship, especially for '85. You know, yeah, kid, 1985. Music, yeah, music kid, you know, everyday kid, and then crazy scientist. Yeah. What did they meet? I think I just made this up in my head, but for some reason, I always assumed they were like family friends. Like the family somehow knew each other. So. I don't yeah, think I don't, it was. Yeah. I don't think that's talked about at all in the movie, but I'm just saying, as a kid watching them, I, I read always an just, article. Like, thought they were. I read an article um, about Back to the Future. I don't know why I've read so many things up about Back to the Future, like with the DeLorean and like how it's been like a perfect movie and the characters and that. But um, the character of Doc Brown is uh, considered to be one of the top, like highly recognized top characters in movies, like top characters of all time, which I, I, was kind of surprised about, but I'm not super like thrown off about it. Like he's very engaging, very like to me, the first back to the future movie is super entertaining. You know, like every other one is kind of a repeat of the first one, but it's it's not broke. Don't fix it. You know? Yeah, totally. But I'll still watch. I mean, I've, I've seen the third Back to the Future more times than I like to admit. It's almost on the whole national treasure level. But um, uh, the second one is basically a repeat of the first one. And, and I freaking can't stand it because all I think about is Donald S. Trump. Um, but 
but I feel like if you had, if you were a teenager and you had a, like a mad scientist as your best friend and you could time travel, why the fuck would you not? Am I wrong? No, no, dude, you're not wrong. Yeah, I feel like you guys don't care about my number four. I care very much. That's, uh... I think that'd be a great one. I'd love to go back in time. Have a sidekick that had a back-in-time car. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Exactly. Stick you have a, a DeLorean? Car. Yeah. Oh, you don't yeah. think I can rock? Let me go plug in at Doc Brown's house. Yeah. Like exactly. You don't think I like Einstein, the dog? Hey, a little trivia question for both of you real quick. What's the name of Marty's band? No clue. Brina? I don't remember. Uh, we're the Penheads. Oh, nice. And he starts ripping. <laughs> Good one. Uh, you're just you're just too loud. Yeah. You're, you're just too loud. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you. He's on my honorable mention, as I said. Very nice. My number four is Emilio Lopez. I doubt either of you are going to guess that. Derek Slinken. Who the hell is that? Nope. He is the butler from Mr. Deeds. Oh my god. Because I need a good salt guy. Hold the phone real quick. What's Andres' brother's name from Astoria? Emilio. Yeah. Emilio Lopez. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Two <laughs> guys. I'm talking about the Mr. Deeds. And okay. Yeah, John Turturro's okay. character. John Turturro with, with the frozen foot, right? Yeah. Very, very sneaky, sir. <laughs> with a black foot. I have no idea why we all just agreed that Emilio was the one with the black foot. I love Mr. Deeds. I know for a fact that Deeds is the one with the black foot, the frozen, gross black foot. He did it in the scouts, and Emilio is the one that takes the fire poker, bashes his foot, stabs him, ends up nailing him to the floor. So, we messed that up. I don't know how, but we did it. Very, very sneaky, sir. But, uh, I just, he's very interesting. I don't have a ton of input on this because I don't remember Mr. Deeds very well. I remember he's got a black foot. I remember in the trailer, he's like, oh, go ahead, whack it. Yeah, and he's just like serious face, like hitting it with the The, the, the fire, fire poker, poker. yeah. yeah. And yeah. He stabs He, he sneaks once. up on him, right, throughout the movie. Oh, he all just, the time. Yeah, he just keeps like popping in. Yeah, I think he's like a shapeshifter. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. But he also, he likes changing socks. And you know, in the morning, you get a fresh pair of socks before you wake up. That's a good sidekick. That would be pretty good. Oh my god. That's good sidekick. It's <laughs> good kick, dude. It sounds we're trying to Great promote, kick. We're trying to promote like a wintertime hot chocolate. Like you drink it out of the mug and you look straight into the camera at the end of the commercial. Mm, that's good sidekick. Right, kids? <laughs> More hey, sidekick, hey. please. Hey. What's up? I just heard like a big whooshing sound. Yeah, I think there's a plane that just went overhead in Portland. Oh, did you guys hear that over your apartment? I can hear it. Right yeah. Now. Okay. Then I heard that. You're okay. the whoosh around here, fans. You're the whoosh. Nah, you're bankrupt. <laughs> you're crankrupt. Wow. 
take that back right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think right from now, still knows how to get yelled at. But yeah, I don't know. I think he's, you know, he's a butler, but I think he likes being a butler. Yeah. He's a, he's he, a good... He's on the team. Yeah. You know, and like at the end, he's way down with fucking everybody over that was being mean to him and trying to ruin Mr. Deeds, trying to steal his money. He so, forgives, but he doesn't forget. Yeah. 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 He's smarter than he leads on, I think. Absolutely. I would be, I would agree with that. And he's also a little bit of sweet simpleton that wouldn't hurt a fly. Sweet swimpleton. Swimpleton. Yeah. We've already had two butlers and we're... 40% down the list. I, I need a butler. In my, I need a good butler in my life. Right. You got a good butler for yours? No. You want to hit your number four? Alfred Pennyworth was my number five. Yeah. What's your number four? The polar opposite of a butler. Eleven what? from Stranger oh, Things. Oh, that's Bobby a good one. Oh. How do you not fall in love with Eleven? Whoever you are. Um, Millie Bobby Brown. Big, yeah. big stock stuck at waffles when she's learning things and it's her relationship with uh finn wolfhart's character um and then she gets angry at the bullies and lists when she lists that car that's chasing all the kids up into the sky and it does that 180 crashes down and then she's got that little like thing of blood coming from her nose. And who didn't <laughs> want that as a kid? And let you know what? Kid. I I'm gonna go ahead and full blown 100 percent agree with you. That is a fucking wonderful sidekick. I mean, Eleven literally like was taught within a day or two what friendship was, and she had their backs 100 percent. Absolutely. Yeah, she's a badass. Bad, bad bitch. Bad bitch. Badass uh, bitch. Do you think her mind powers gave her CTE? That's why her nose bled? Ooh. Uh, I'd like to think no. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far yet. Yeah. I mean. Uh, but in the second season of Stranger Things, when like the kids are another year grown up, and she's got the leather jacket on. And she's oh, like taking she's a full rebel. Blown punk. Yeah, she's taking zero shit and just ready to like, you know, I miss Mike. Ready to cut you, ready to blow you up. I'll 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 bleed my nose for your ass. I'll do it right now. I don't care if you're my sister. I'll no. fuck your ass up. Boom. Right? Anyone's ass. Yeah. So number four, Millie Bobby Brown. If you're listening, I want you as my sidekick. Ugh. Great choice. I'm actually very, very impressed with that choice. That would be a wonderful sidekick. Why don't you kick him with me, girl? Yeah. All right. Okay. My number three. Um, we are going back to. Well, I guess this, this is all not really real life. I'm <laughs> I'm going with uh uh the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like he would be the best sidekick on the planet uh, as far as anything goes in real life. If I wanted to... Uh, like the actual make, Fresh Prince? Yeah. Okay, if gotcha. I wanted to, if I wanted to start a business, if I wanted to pick up some guys, even if I wanted to pick up some girls, if I wanted to make a scam, if I wanted to do anything like, anything like low-key shady, he would have my back. 
I agree with you. I agree with everything you just said, but just on the realm of what we've been talking about, Jeffrey, the butler, would make a great fucking sidekick. I totally agree. Um, Jeffrey. But. Lucille. Right? But I feel like uh, Jeffrey has just a little bit more selfishness in him than Will does. He had a lot more edge. Yeah, like I feel like he's a little bit too old and too like been around the block and been treated like shit too much that he he would just he wouldn't be super supportive. Like I feel like in our age range, Will would be super supportive and like just basically down for whatever scam you would want to come up with and like he would just be super fun and you know, any trouble that you guys would get in would it wouldn't be that bad. Talk you know his way mean? out of it. Yeah. 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 He's very streetwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. That's. He'd be fun to party with. Absolutely. Like of all things, like he would be fun to party with. He'd be fun to go to clubs with. He would be fun to like do some shitty shit with. Like. I feel he'd like be he'd be one of the. He'd be the friend that. Maybe he doesn't make a ton of money and he's kind of like aloof, but he's got connections with everybody. Absolutely. Like he's got swagger and so he's got connections everywhere. But he definitely want Will Smith on the team. You want Fresh Prince on the team. Absolutely. Yeah. On the on the squad, as kids the kids say. You want him in a suit, but with Nike sneaker basketball shoes on. Yeah. Feet up on the table. On a conference call. That's what you want him. I'm pretty sure they just came out with uh, Fresh Prince Jordan. Oh, yeah, did I they really? Was. I think so. I saw Will Smith promoting it or something. Well, I know neither of you guys got me a birthday present, so you know it's fine. False. Well, we okay, yeah, you did. Dinner in Seattle, and I broke you out for the hundred cash. That's so true. Make me look bad in front of That's our <laughs> listeners again, and you'll get caught. I guess that oh, is I, true. No, I apologize. I guess a hundred cash isn't a good president anymore. If you disagree, please email us. I'm feeling <laughs> that is very, true. I'm Jerry feeling very hurt right now. Did give me the late birthday present, and I did appreciate it very much. I guess not. Yeah. Hey, what if I wasn't here to to defend myself? Were you backstage at Leon Bridges? Like that, my shit ass little brother didn't give me nothing. Got crap brother. Got the most crap brother. I need a new one. Whatever. Okay, I'll let this one slide. Email us, though. All right. That's a good one. We'll Fresh on is a good my, one. Yeah. We'll move, we'll move on from my number three to uh, Nate's number three. My number three is a non-human number three. Cool. I'm going with one of the dire wolves from Game of Thrones. One of the wolves the Stark kids get. I think that would be so fucking cool to have a big old wolf as your sidekick. Okay. No one else could tell what to do. Explain to those who are not familiar with the Game of Thrones what that means. And before you explain that, I've seen the first five episodes. Don't be mad at me. It's a show on HBO set in fantasy medieval-ish times where there's like ice zombies and dragons and everybody's trying to take over everybody else and everybody dies and only some people live and that's basically the show but there's a family in the show what about your wolves called the starks that each one of the kids 
don't know how they get these fucking wolves. I think it's just one of their things. But they each get a dire wolf, which is a giant wolf, probably about the size of a human standing on its four legs. And it's like bonded to them. Like everybody gets their own wolf and that wolf will protect you no matter what. I'm pretty sure they're kind of like mystical because they come out of nowhere sometimes. But ugh, I would love it. I love wolves. Having a fat wolf that's walking down the street. Have it growl at people. You, I feel like this is not the first time you brought up wolves in our um, friendship. Well, I got a wolf paw tattooed on my ankle, so Keel, yeah, I should say the kid likes wolves. I like yeah. wolves. Well, uh, what was the the fun fact that you told me about wolves? Um, about the howling in the um. Oh yeah. Uh, what was it? it was something about if they can't hear the howl? I can't remember, Brina. It wasn't it. If okay, so if you hear a wolf. Or a wolf pack howl in the middle of the night or wherever they are, they'll howl and they're expecting to hear a howl back. Right. And if they don't hear anything, that so their body automatically like starts overproducing, like they they ha- they start having more wolf babies, just like genetically. Oh yes, that's that's correct. They become right? much more fertile. Yeah. Yeah. Because they think that because they're not hearing that response, they're they think that there's not as many wolves around. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Like I think they have more pups when they have. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's super crazy. They're like, oh shit, don't hear anybody. Better make more. Exactly. Like crazy. nobody's around. That's fucking wild. Wolves are nuts. <clears throat> and I, it always makes me really sad. Like I feel like uh, I don't know if this is like a Northwest thing or if this is a small town thing, but I feel like I see a lot of people on Facebook and on the internet, like kind of dogging wolves and wanting to like downsize the wolf population. Um, and it kind of makes me sad. Yeah, I feel I don't like think there's should... that many left. No, I feel like you should leave the wolves the hell alone. Like, they're, like, basically dogs, and they didn't do anything to you, and you're encroaching on their land. Like, so back the hell off. Yeah, man. They're just trying to, hey, leave the guy alone. He's just trying to get a little food. He's just trying to make some money. Yeah, so that's mine. I think it'd be cool. I think I would love to have, like, a pet wolf. Good call. That would be a nice little sidekick. A little white thing. No one, no one would fuck with you. You'd walk. They'd walk towards you. They wanted to start shit. Your wolf would just stand over your shoulder and just fucking. Yeah. Who's, Who's fucking fuck with that? that? Yeah, I'm not. Right. I wouldn't. Not me. All right, well, good one. That was a good one. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. My number three is Randy from Scream. Jamie Kennedy. I oh wow! You were Randy from South Park. No. Oh my god! I want to revise my list now. South <laughs> Park on my that's my fucking number zero. All right, just for everybody out there listening, zero. <laughs> Randy so, in his underwear playing a guitar. <laughs> thought this was America. Yeah. Okay. So for the friends that do know me, I'm a huge movie nerd and movie buff, and so is Randy in this movie, and he kind of breaks it down how the rules are in how the murders are going is one of the best quotes from the movie is there are rules 
and he goes down the list. Rule number one, never say I'll be back because you're going to die. And then Matthew Lillard sarcastically says, I'm going to get a beer. You want anything? Rule number one is, or does he count down from one or does he count down from three? You know this better than I do. You I know, because the first one he's like, don't have sex. And everybody yells at him and yeah. throws shit at him. <laughs> Anyway, he's like this little sarcastic, but he, he's got a lot of good inside. And he's got a crush on Nev Campbell, and you don't want to see him die. And he doesn't die. He survives the first one. He gets shot in the shoulder. He does, yeah, he does get shot, yeah. But, um, but yeah. I, I did love um, his character in that movie a lot. That movie was so uh new and so innovative when it came out it was unlike any other horror movie that had you know had ever been released and the age scared the shit out of me it scared the shit out of a lot of people i remember our older brother coming home from the movie theater and telling me about it we were in junior high yeah i remember this conversation i was there yeah and telling us about it and in in just how realistic it seemed and he was telling us about the scene where drew barrymore gets killed at the start was the opening scene the parents can still hear her on the phone as she yeah. dragged through the yard i Oof. um i just started i was i've been listening to dak shepherd's um podcast uh shout, out dak, shepherd. shout out dak shepherd i love you i i love your podcast heard but, you um, good for you yeah uh but he had Matthew Lillard on his podcast uh, recently. They did um, uh, Without a Paddle together, that movie, with Seth Green. Um, and they talked about Matthew Lillard doing Scream and how big that movie was. And the, they didn't have online, you know, um, polls and stuff. Like, you didn't really know how big the movie was going to be. Um there was no way to immediately get, you know, uh, you know, whatever reaction and like, you know, data. Money. Yeah. Data, all that shit. You had no idea what you were getting like immediately back in the day. You had to wait, you had to like call in and like get, you know, or a voice recording of like how well your movie was doing. And that movie was, was released. It was a horror movie released on Christmas day. Really? And Yeah. And they threw a party um, about for the the success of the movie, and nobody really expected that it was really doing that well. They were kind of like uh, objected to the the idea of them celebrating this whole like success. And then about a month later, um, it was the most grossing movie, you know, for that whole you know month. Then it kept like doubling the 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 income like the the movie was just slaying killing it yeah and matthew lillard was so damn funny in that movie and jamie kennedy was super funny too he was super endearing like everybody loved that character those are my two favorite characters from the movie yeah yeah live her alone live her alone yeah what are they talking about jamie kennedy's confiding in matthew lillard he's like hey do you think I got a chance with Sydney? Yeah. And Matthew Lillard just <laughs> just laughs in his face. And he just does the point in his face. Like yeah. Back and forth. He's just the rotating point. And then just, 
he never breaks character because he's gets stabbed up a bunch of times and the jig is up. Sydney knows who the two killers are and they're on the phone. Yeah. Sydney. Did you really call my parents? <laughs> you bet your ass I did. They're going to be really mad at me. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> That's what it is. So good. Like, how do you not laugh? And it's a serious part of the movie. Yeah, it's great. And uh, Jamie Kennedy does really well in like uh, the... What is he? He makes it to the second one and to the third one too. Even um, he makes he makes a video that's like, if you're seeing this, Sid, that means I'm dead. Right. That's I, I've read a couple of articles that they were trying so uh, he wasn't going to be in the third one. They just like a scheduling conflict came, and so he couldn't appear. So they made the video instead. Nice. They were going to resurrect his character somehow because he dies in the second one, right? uh yeah he does yeah he gets pulled one. back into the van or some shit like that yeah yeah um it, not to keep bringing up this whole Dak shepherd podcast but um uh they matthew lillard's episode he talks about um they were gonna actually bring back his character in either the second or the third one Stu? um yeah and they were gonna play off that he um uh, had survived but he was in jail and he was like coaching kids to murder people from what? jail interesting that, right but 9-11 had just happened and they did not think that that was a wise plot to pursue um they just didn't want to go that route so they 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 squashed that whole idea you guys like um, these movies or something it's great <laughs> You don't like screen. <laughs> you guys are doing a seven minute tangent on all the screen background. Furthermore, back in 1984. <laughs> Anyways. That, okay, that's my number three. Yeah. Uh, we said enough about him. Yeah. Uh, back to Brona. Are we going number two now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dose. That's what she said. Nah. Uh, did she? Did she? <laughs> I like poop things. Yeah. Right, could you ever say that endearing to someone? Are we going number two now? <laughs> um, ah! <laughs> I don't know. Ah! <laughs> what do you got? Give us All your right. Answer. My number two is uh, I'm going with Ace Ventura. Ooh. I feel like he would be a really fun sidekick. Um, I feel like he would get down to the nitty gritty if you really needed to, but he would also fuck right off if he wanted to. Like, he doesn't give a shit about anything. He doesn't care about how fragile your package is. He would just do his own thing, and he'd be really entertaining. Let's differentiate here. He's a lot more of a human being in Pay the Detective versus When Nature Calls. He's more of a character in the second one. In the first one, you see him a lot more pissed off. You know, I don't have any food for you to eat. I need a dolphin <laughs> to find food. And yeah, but he's just frustrated there. I feel I would I definitely take uh, Ace Ventura number one over number two. Right. I feel like the whole like Bumblebee tuna. You know, uh, that whole mess in the jungle 
I feel like is a little bit more far-fetched. I feel like the first one, it's more realistic. He's like, you know, dealing with real people, real problems, missing dolphins, you know. Trannies. A hiker misses his Friday. Exactly. Think if I need a a crime solved, if I need a crime solved, I'm getting Ace Ventura on it, absolutely. Wiggles, rewind. (laughs) That's a good one. I, uh, that's what I'm, I think that is my single favorite Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, I can tell, me, it down tell, me, to... tell me you would not want if you had, if somebody said that Ace Ventura was going to be your sidekick for a fucking month, tell me you'd be mad about it. How about this? Let me one up you. Brina, I'm getting married. You're walking with Ace Ventura. Okay. That's, I mean, that's who, my, my future wife has picked you to be one of her bridesmaids and Ace Ventura is one of my groomsmen. You're walking with him down the hall. Okay, well, turn the story on you. Your wedding turns into my wedding. I'm marrying Ace Ventura. Sorry. Oh, boom, roasted. <laughs> yeah. Lampoon. This is supposed to be my day. <laughs> yeah. This is supposed to be my day. This is supposed to be her day, not your day. Well, he's supposed to the... yell at my crank. You're the. <laughs> I don't need this. I don't need this at all. <laughs> Well, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna pawn Ace Ventura off to one of my future wives' shitty bridesmaids that I probably don't even fucking like. You're gonna get Hal. I don't want Hal. I want Ace Ventura. We already talked about you this. You already told me I'm up. getting him. You're gonna get you're gonna get Brian Cranston now. That's who you're getting. God. And and you're gonna get Malcolm in the middle, Brian Cranston, not Breaking Bad, Walter White. No. Okay. You're get the well. Dad. You know what? At least I can get him to do whatever I want. He's easily manipulated. He's a real one. I like how I miss Hal. All right, my number two is more of like a real life. I would. A lot of these are fantasy lives where, you know, you need like going back in time. That'd be a cool thing. But in real life, I think it would be great to have Barney Stinson as a sidekick. I recognize the name. Is he from How I Met Your Mother? How I Met Your Mother. I've never seen that show. Never Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, I've only yeah. seen it a couple times. But I've seen it enough and know the character enough. The dude is just the best wingman ever. And he's one of those... He's almost like a cool Kramer from Seinfeld. He's always getting into shit and like going to random events that he just, again, knows people. But first and foremost, he's the ultimate wingman. And I love I that think, you don't even know him that well, but you put him on your number two. Yeah, well, I know the character. Yeah. I know what he's capable of. And I want that. He, sidekick doesn't need to be my friend. I mean, I'd like him to. But I prefer it. I would too. But yeah. if this guy's going to be a top wingman, going, like, going out to the bar and every night he's getting you home with at least one person. Oh, Done. Yeah. Seal the Guaranteed. deal. Number two yeah. for me. Yeah, he's a great. Like so many people said so many good things about the show. I feel like it's not bad. I it's not bad. Into it, I've never seen a single episode. I haven't watched it. I said, eh, not for me. No, it kind of gets repetitive. Gotcha. But yeah, I, I've seen a few episodes, and I'm not gonna lie. I feel like they've all seen like the same episode. Um, yeah. And I'm not like trying to dog it. It just is. That's just the way you it can comes dog out. it if you want. I no, I don't. I don't, I'm not trying to at all. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to talk shit about it. I don't have any ill will towards the show, but I just feel like it is very, like, 
kind of just like one note, you know? I I have, however, seen um, a number of Reddit posts where the discussion question is, what's the saddest TV episode on TV and things like that? And always in the top five is an episode from How I Met Your Mother. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I won't uh, ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But very it's nice. Some, it's got some serious tones to it, but yeah, I, well, I, I, he'd be great. I would love yeah. someone that made like because I don't know about you listeners out there, and I'm sure there are people out there that enjoy going out and picking up people at the bar, but I it's not for me. It's not my scene. I'm not good at it. So to have someone that just made it easy, pff, sign me up. On that note, I. There are people that that make it look so... I feel like I need to pull off an Ocean Eleven's heist for shit at the bar to work. Are you kidding me? Are you? I... Okay. I am not trying to, like, put my own family, like, boast them up for no reason. And Nate, I don't know if you've seen this in action. I feel like you have. You've been friends with Derek forever. But... I personally have seen Derek slay at the bar with girls. I've seen him eyeball somebody, talk about how he wants to like maybe get her number, go over, not even knowing her, chat her up, get her phone number, and secure either a lunch or a brunch date for the following day. I was hot for one day, and I feel I've like you're talking about the time times. we were in Hawaii with that. No, I've seen it multiple times. I've heard him yelling at his crank late at night. <laughs> Just through the wall muffler. Okay, well we're on two. We're we're on both ends of the spectrum okay. here. Hey, you know what? We'll save that <laughs> for another time. I appreciate of- you. You're up in my confidence here. Thank you. Yeah. No, I I I'm telling you, I am very low confidence in securing any phone numbers from any dudes at all ever. Um, but I feel like that is something that you have absolutely nailed. Who asked the other day? A famous dude asked if you had a podcast the other day. Harlan Williams. <laughs> Shout out Harlan. Yeah, Harlan Highway. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, we had done three podcasts by that time, and we haven't published anything, so there's him to listen to. Okay, I have an obscure one for my number two. My number two is Meryl Hess, and I know that won't uh, ring a bell for either of you. But the Mer- fuck is Meryl Hess? Meryl Hess was Joaquin Phoenix's character from Signs. Oh, what the God. fuck? Okay, hear me out real quick. As a sidekick. So, first off, Signs was awesome. I think it gets uh, underappreciated. I think it's wrapped up in when Emma Shyamalan had like three or four straight bad movies. After- the Village. And oh, in the I water. fucking hated the village. Yeah, those are weird. Um, I think Signs was one of his good pieces of work. It was very tense. So in the story, Mel Gibson's character, he's this preacher whose wife gets killed in an accident and he's losing his faith. So his younger brother, who's an ex-minor league baseball player, moves in to help take care of like their little kids. Abigail Breslin and one of the Macaulay Culkin brothers, Rory Culkin or something like that. Powerhouse, both of them. Um, He's just this little, like, sarcastic 
do you guys remember the scene when like they know for sure that aliens are coming and they're having this conversation on the couch and they're obviously talking about the lack of faith that Mel Gibson has and he's like there are no miracles you have to ask yourself what kind of person you are do you think things just happen as coincidence or there are no coincidences at all and Meryl looks at him for a little bit and he goes I know exactly what you're talking about I was at this party and I see Rana McKenna on the couch and she's beautiful and she's just staring at me and I sit down and we're just staring at each other just me and her and I go in to kiss her but right before I kiss her I remember I got gum in my mouth so I turn away to take the gum in my mouth put it in a paper cup and as I do that Randa throws up all over herself she would have thrown up in my mouth that would have killed me it was a miracle I believe in miracles I'm a miracle man and the story itself is, I mean, it's funny. It's not that funny, but just the look on Mel Gibson's face that he's talking about his dead wife and things like that. And that's his rebuttal about how, why he believes in miracles and shit like that. Fast forward to when shit's hitting the fan and the two kids that are mad at their dad say something like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to stay here. Right. And he's like, yeah, of course. He's like, you're not going to let anything bad happen to us. He's like, yeah. He's like, I wish you were my dad. And the look on his face when he goes, what? What did you just say? Don't you ever say that again. Don't you ever say that again. So he's like this sarcastic, cool family man, but also like loves his big brother and understands his big brother and is will go to bat for his big brother behind his back to his kids and things like that. Watch the movie again. Get your, uh, get your knowledge back up on him. That's, that's, Joaquin Phoenix's character from Science is my number two. Meryl Hess. Such a very like deep connection to the, your number two. Like I'm really curious about who your number one's gonna be. Uh, let me take a peek real quick. Yeah. Oh, it's an easy one. Did you just see it? Mm. Okay, good. You'll you'll recognize it. But that's that's obviously the most obscure I go. That's a good one. I like obscure. Yeah, ones. I like it. Um. Okay. Well, we're gonna dive right into number ones right now. Number um, one. Number one, go, 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 go. Um, <laughs> I'm going into super fantasy realm right now. Um, I would like my number one sidekick uh, to be Genie from Aladdin. Ooh. And I want it to be Robin Williams being my Genie, um, being the best friend that I could ever have, doing Our obvious follow up. What are your three wishes? Uh, I haven't thought about that. Um, I definitely don't want to be a prince of Agrabah. And, um, you got to have at least one that's setting him free, right? Oh, totally. Wish number three is setting him free. So I definitely only have two wishes like for myself. But, I mean, that's a pretty – those are pretty deep. We're going to have to do a podcast on that one, like, Top five wishes. Top five Ooh, top wishes. Top five wishes. Yeah. Top five wishes. Yeah. And your number one wish has to be set your genie free or your dick. You're so. a cock if that's not your number one wish. Right? God. Do you start uh, out with that one in hopes that he sticks around because you're so good to him and gives you unlimited wishes? Absolutely not. You secure your first two <laughs> wishes. 
Okay, the look on Genie's face when Jafar has him under control, and he's doing some, he's like breaking off a piece of the palace and throwing it up to the sky, and Aww. Aladdin is like trying to pull his thumb back. He's like, Genie, what are you doing? He's like, Get out of here, kid. You're not my master anymore. He's uh, sad about it. You can tell he doesn't want to do it, but he has to do it. Right. He's like, take a hike, kid. Right. I'm sorry. God. Genie is like, to me, out of all the sidekicks that I've chosen, he is hands down the number one, like, good person, male or female, just good hearted dude, would do anything for you, have your back. In knows right from wrong, like he's the one. That he's hug at the end. <sighs> and do you remember R.I.P. Do you remember when Robin Williams died and people were throwing that up on their Facebook pictures? No caption or anything. It was just the hug from G to Aladdin. Yeah, Ugh. it was the worst. It was the worst. God, just cuts you right to your fucking soul. That's such a good one, Brina. Thanks. I knew that that was like pretty easy for me to be my number one. I feel like I worked for my number one down. Like I knew Jeannie was my, my like easy number one sidekick. That's my favorite one on your list by far. That's a good one. You'd be a fucking great sidekick. Thanks. Yeah. Imagine like seeing someone you don't like or like, you know, they bumpy in line at fucking Winko. Okay. Kill him. (laughs) Yeah. Turn him into an elephant. Uh, A quid pro quo. Uh, I'm sorry. I cannot yeah. kill anyone, so don't yeah. ask. Okay, yeah. then don't fucking kill him. Turn him into a shopping cart so I can push him around and leave him <laughs> in, the, in the parking lot in the rainy section over there then. Okay? I don't need your turn fucking attitude, into a genie. rusty-ass shopping cart. Yeah. Turn him- okay, so there was an animated Aladdin show. Oh, I loved it. Do you remember that? Yeah. So there's a seat. There's the only thing I remember in this whole show is like Abu and Jasmine and Aladdin, they're all running from someone and they're like running around the corner and he's like, Genie, g- give us someone with legs and like a poof of smoke and they're like, they're all like sitting on a table. And obviously he was like, no, G- g- something that moves and another poof of smoke and it's the same table but it's galloping. <laughs> oh my God. And they're all just kicking it and he's like, what? Well, okay. <laughs> and they all just like hold on to it like it's a horse. <laughs> so good. I would love to write and make children's shows. Yeah, it would be fun. Right? It'd be super fun. Uh, uh, all right, uh, Nathan, what's yeah. your number one? My number one is I feel like I would be his sidekick, but it is Rick Sanchez. Oh, from Rick and Morty. Ooh, I was wondering I, if you guys were gonna pick that one of those guys. Yeah, I the re the main reason I picked him is I'm getting bored in my life where it's like I don't really give a shit about a lot of things anymore. Right? <laughs> and beautiful when you get there. <laughs> yet at the same time, I get anxiety about caring about too much shit, and so. I think it would be nice to have a sidekick that literally opened your mind to none of this really matters because look at all these different realities that there are like to have that realization that, all right, well, fuck it. It doesn't really matter. I just think it would make life so much easier. I can be that all day long because that's the fucking truth. (laughs) 
None right? of it really does matter at all. That show is so genius. That character yeah. is so genius. Yeah, and it's at so, the same that time, that show is so genius. You got a sidekick again. I think I would be his sidekick, but who You'd be is Marty. the yeah? Jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez. Do you, Brandon? Do you remember? Uh, remember? What was it? I remember. It was. Uh, it was Easter. It was Easter night. I showed you. It was the night that Rick and Morty released the uh, the Australian episode at Mom's house. Yeah. Are you done? And it was just a really crude uh, animation and the voices. I'm just. I'm getting so sick. I'm gonna freaking kill you, Morty. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> oh my god. That's so I good. Don't know. Let's check that one out if you guys haven't seen that. It's it's Australian Bushwhackers episode of Rick and Morty. If you guys haven't seen that one, that's, that's a great thing. one though. Yeah, I just all, at the same time pick. traveling around the multiple dimensions, universes, all that. Ugh, be yeah. fun. And he's really smart, but he's also not a dick about it. Right. That episode realistic. where his granddaughter Summer is like at that secondhand shop with the guy that's the devil, <laughs> yeah. selling everyone oh like God. shit that's gonna like curse him at the end. And he's like, what's what's all that old shit? Who are you supposed to be? What are you, the devil? <laughs> and they're like, what? No. Like, he's too smart for his own fucking game. I love it. That's one of my that's, favorite episodes. That's a great pick. Great pick, Nate. Yeah, thank you. Derek, bring us right. home. Number Derek. one. My number one is someone I guarantee half of America fell in love with, and that is Pam Beasley. Oh. oh. So I almost put Jim on my list. If we're talking sidekicks and we're talking about people who are down for shit, is there ever an episode where she is not down for the next prank on Dwight or she's not there with a good counseling advice for someone? And it's not just for Jim. Angela needs help and she's there for him. Toby needs help and she's there for him. Michael needs help. Some of the best episodes are Pam and Michael. Yeah, Dwight that's, that's calls true. her his best friend. Yeah. In Pam the end is... episodes, he's going through and they ask him when he takes over as manager, you know, do you think you're get along with your whoever you're leading? And he goes through the list and names off like everything they did. And he said, uh, and one of my sales associates is my best friend. He was talking about Pam. It, it's very true. Pam is there for most everybody. Um, uh, you know, thinking about me having Jim as one of my sidekicks, he does dog Pam um, multiple times out of spite because he's in love with her and he doesn't want to fuck with her at certain times. And Pam never did that to him. And she's always there for everybody else. She's one of my a favorite human. Pam scenes ever is when Creed just walks up to reception and she looks up and goes, Hey, what can I do for you? And he goes, Oh, I'm just looking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and I will just say, I feel like you threw Jim under the bus right there. Pam what? played her own games. No, I I believe that too, but I I feel like I mean Jim left in like you know like even though he loved Pam the whole entire time he like you know right but yeah. He left because he was she was there. marrying Roy and still playing kissing him and she wanted the best of both worlds. He kissed her, okay? 
but uh, she, wanted... she accepted it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, hey, no, she kissed him. Same season, first episode of the Dundies when she was drunk. Boom. Ah, all right. Remember Fine, that? you got me there. Fine. Right. But um, it all worked out. I can't. I it can't. Work I can't out. blame Pam. But I can and absolutely I, I understand why Jim leaves. Yeah, I don't blame Jim for leaving at all. But that's why I wanted to have Jim as one of my sidekicks. I feel like he'd be fun. He pulled all the good pranks. He was always down for some shit. He was always the initiator. He was a blast. Absolutely. And also, I think you got to add in there, if we're talking about, like, real-life sidekicks, if Pam's your sidekick and she's your, your hers, you're probably married, too. And isn't that the goal, to marry your sidekick? Yeah, you'd hope so. I'd marry Alfred. (laughs) You'd hope so. I'd marry Alfred. I would marry Jeannie. I would marry Ace Ventura, probably. I'm, I'm not fucking marrying Jamie Kennedy. I'm not marrying Doc Brown, all right? I'm not doing I'd that. I marry Rick. No, no, let's get weird. I definitely marry Will Smith. Duh. 100%. Willis Smith. And Will you quit? I would, going yeah, you know what? I'd definitely marry the dude, too. I'd marry him. You'd be Maud. Oh, yeah. Maud all I'm the way. I'm the one who took your rug. Exactly. Good yeah. list, guys. If you got, if you got, this was, uh, this was a category that I'll, there's going to be a million good answers. So if I you know. got a good sidekick, email us, talkthatdude@gmail.com. Yeah. I'm not going to spell it out for you because you're not that dumb. Maybe if they're I, good enough, we'll we'll shout out on our Instagram. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I would love to. I want to hear um, other people's sidekicks. I please write in and let us know what you think is a better sidekick. I really want to hear it. This would, I would love to hear. This is a good one for people. Oh, yeah, um, one person. Uh, I had one uh, like on a um, on a worst list uh, who would be a terrible sidekick. Go. Wilson from Castaway. <laughs> oh no, he's a pretty great sidekick. That was the only one I could think of that would be a bad sidekick. <laughs> um, the conversations just... he has with that fucking ball. <laughs> listen, fucking... ball. Listen. The air caught. Co- the air caught to it. Um, a lot of the lists that I was looking at just doing like recon for this podcast uh chewbacca was on the top of a lot of lists yeah as far i saw as that as well yeah i wouldn't be mad about chewbacca being on my list but i feel like communication would be just kind of like you know at a low end um i feel like the wedding crashers guys would be good sidekicks oh that would be so good uh plug uh, for one of our good buddies cody mullins does such a good chewbacca impression really yeah Nice. It's fantastic. We'll hopefully time. we can get a soundbite. We'll plug them right now. In the future. Nice. <laughs> future Cody. Yeah. Um, I also had uh Harry Dunn and Lloyd Christmas as a tag team sidekick. Um I feel like they would be a total fucking calamity, but it would be entertaining. Um also Neo from the Matrix, I felt like would be a good uh sidekick. Oh. Interesting. My cat's yeah. a good sidekick. My cat literally just now, as we were talking, ate a spider. 
Uh, I beg to differ. Your cat has attacked my hair more than once, and I don't know about good sidekick. Well, your hair's playing games with him. (laughs) Your hair knows what it's doing. It's probably asking for it. Yeah, well, I know that you guys aren't good sidekicks at this point, so. Uh, Wow. I guess we'll just end it there. Wow. Thanks for the support. Ah! So me and Derek have a new opening on our podcast. Yeah, we need some. We need a token girl to come on, and not talk back. I'm gonna tell mom. <laughs> okay, for real though, mom texted me during the wedding on Saturday and was like, "Hey, love you. Here's my new number." And yeah, I got that too. So I obviously forgot that. I've I've been texting her for the last few days, and mom's one that like if she's not right in the middle of work. She'll hit me back immediately or hit me back five minutes later. So she didn't text me back for five days. I thought she was mad at me or some shit. Found out I was texting her old number. <laughs> yeah, I did the same exact thing. And then I texted her, or she texted me this morning at 4.47 a.m. Like, I don't have fucking sleep to get. Like you don't have backstage passes. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Hey, what time do you work today? Heart, heart, heart emoji. 4.47 in the morning. She works so, nights. What the fuck is she doing up? She texted me at 4.48, the exact same thing. Oh, you shut your rat mouth, Nate. <laughs> she didn't text you shit. <laughs> I know you're lying, you bitch. I know um, you're lying. So I texted her. I'm off today. Got some things to do. Got to be home later tonight. She read it. Left me on red at 8.10 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> And I haven't heard from her since. <laughs> she's playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She's Thanks, making Mom. sure you want her more than you. she wants you. Exactly. Yeah. Leaving your own daughter on red. Yeah. Mom, Terry, if you're listening, love you. Terry. Hey, shout out to the mobs. And shout out to Mr. Larry Weir. Hey, Larry. Sh- appreciate ah. you. Love you, Larry. If you don't know who it is, look it up. That's all we're yeah. going to say. Yeah, and thanks for listening, guys. Email us. Fun. Check us out on Instagram. Fuck with us. Don't fuck with us. I don't give a fuck. Send us our ideas for the next po- uh, top five. If you got a good list, we'll fucking bring you on. How about that? If it's bad, we're going to make fun of you. If you got a good enough list, and we'll, we'll bring you on and bring your top five. Yeah, we'll Skype you in. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. See you on the All next right. episode. Bye, guys. Love, Catch you on love the you guys. Side. Love you guys. Top that.